Hi, I'm Calista. And I'm Allison. And welcome to I Don't Like to Talk About Politics, a podcast where we tackle the difficult issues you don't want to talk about at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Um, what is this show we talk about? Okay. Uh, what do we talk about on here? Um, politics, important and sometimes not important social issues. And honestly, whatever topic we post every Thursday in this podcast. And honestly, like, we'll be honest on this podcast. We'll talk about our honest opinions. Most of them will probably be pretty controversial and slightly unhinged. Especially Allison. <laughs> Which I think we are at like equal levels of unhinged. I just voice them. And then Callista sometimes. Okay, but I, I agree. Okay, but add some honest part. So feel free to get as crazy as possible. Um, why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves? Callista, tell us about us. I am from Washington State. I'm currently attending Grand Canyon University where I'm studying communications. I was formerly a woman in STEM. I was a software development major, but we moved on from that. <laughs> My interest in politics started around 2020 when all of 2020 happened, all of that. 2020 was a perfect year. What are you talking about? I don't know what world you were living in because it wasn't the same world I was living in. I've always loved history, which led to my love of politics. And then just people probably think I'm annoying because I always talk about how I have four younger sisters. I don't think you're annoying. I love hearing about your younger sisters because I have no sisters. I'm actually the middle child. <laughs> well, unlike Calista, I do not have five sisters. I am the middle child. I only have four sisters. I'm the oldest of five girls. I count myself in. <laughs> <laughs> I've made myself an honorary part of your family okay. without your permission. Okay. My last name is now Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Oregon, where Pacific Northwesterns unite. Yeah. Um, I also go to Grand Canyon University. Um, While Costa may be in like the easiest major that you can get, I am in the second easiest major, which is government with an emphasis in state and local public policy, which is essentially political science. Grand Canyon just likes to use these like fancy names for degrees that no one else knows what you're talking about. Software development. Marketing with an emphasis in social media. Yes. So, marketing. But we lopes up, guys. <laughs> um, I've been interested in politics since the 2016 election. Um, but I really got serious about it um, during, like, actually Trump's time as president and kind of, like, seeing more of, like, how the news reacted to him. And I also took... Um, government in high school. I took like AP government and politics or whatever the class is. And then I was on my team's advanced constitutional law team, which is where I learned how to do like a lot of like my own research and like researching both sides of the argument. And that's when I really got into politics and what pushed me more towards doing political science. Um, um, some things about me. I don't drink water. But she does have a full water bottle next to her. I is do. she going to drink it? Well, I'm Lenting with you, and my yeah. part of my Lent is to drink water. I'm like reverse Lenting or whatever, and um, 
but I do love Diet Coke. So at any given moment, you probably will see me with Diet Coke in my hand. Um, now that we've talked about ourselves, uh, let's talk about everything that kind of went on in the world these past like two weeks, given that this first story is kind of old. It's like two weeks old, but I was working on it for an assignment and I wanted to talk about it. Um, so in Los Angeles, which I didn't even, I know like nobody knew about this unless I guess you lived in Los Angeles. Um, there was a teacher strike. It wasn't actually a teacher strike. It was the Los Angeles Unified School District. Um, and so it was Los Angeles Unified, in the Los Angeles Unified School District, it was the Service Employees International Union. That is a mouthful. Calista, why are you checking the calendar? <laughs> Sorry. I needed to know what day this was, just in my head. This was, it was Friday, the 24th. So it was two weeks ago. Okay. So something that, um, by the way, I'm getting information from like three different articles, but the primary article we're, consi- we're consulting is the New York Times because this is where I heard about it. Um, and after this episode, all the resources that we use, we're going to like put in a document below in case anyone is like, you're totally making up that information. I mean, I wouldn't put it past this. <laughs> Just like according to Allison, it was the. It was. We're gonna play a real serious game of take my word for it, guys. <laughs> this I kind of want to talk about this because, like, I feel like how much teachers, specifically teachers, and like those who work in the school industry are getting paid is like a real hot topic on both sides because I feel like a lot of conservatives are like teachers get paid too much or like don't really deserve this pay grade are very anti-unionizing, whereas a lot of liberals are like, the teachers are, they're better than doctors, guys. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people can meet in the middle on. Like, so what do you think? I think like, yeah, we do need to pay our teachers more, but then I see like how people are like, oh, they don't need to be paid more because well, some of them aren't great at their job. But like I would say that about anyone at their job. So exactly. a, specifically this seemed really messed up. Um, so so there was I think about sixty five thousand so about sixty five thousand people who went on strike. They went on a three day strike, and they wanted to get paid more because I believe that they're getting paid like currently getting paid like $28,000 a year. It's in, I don't think it's that number. So don't take my word for it. You can read the article. You said 25,000, but I don't remember. I rounded up. You know. Yeah. So they're getting paid ridiculously low wages, especially in Los Angeles. Like you can't survive off of 28,000 in. Maybe in the the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. If you, (laughs) the middle of nowhere in Nebraska, exactly. But in Los Angeles, in how expensive everything is getting, thank you, Biden. Um, we, you definitely can't survive off of that. And so they asked for a, um, they asked for a thirty percent pay raise, uh, which means that minimum wage would be at twenty two dollars and fifty two cents an hour. 
and um, as well as an $1,000 bonus. And they went on strike for three days. So they had to cancel all school for the entire school district because there was like no one there to, I don't know, feed or take care of these kids. They got their, they got what they wanted. They got the 30% pay raise. So striking does work sometimes. And it was relatively peaceful. And it was like really nice to see like. This shooting left three adults and then three nine-year-olds dead and having a seven-year-old and 10-year-old sister. Yes, they're different ages, but still they're little. And a 19, almost 20-year-old sister. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my sister's 18. <laughs> she is almost 19, but I'm almost 20. This shooting happened at a private Christian school by, we're not going to say the shooter's name because I just don't feel like it. I'm very anti saying the shooter's name after. Interesting. But I think part of that is because of the school shooting that happened back home. My brain. But the shooter's dead. It's not like they can get. Yeah. I guess, yeah, in this situation, but. No, I understand. Like, I feel like some of them want the attention. Yeah. So, like. Like, the like, whole thing with, like, true crime. Like, everything yeah. that's going on with true crime right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that makes sense. Woo! <laughs> Hot police officers just walked by. <laughs> So it happened at the convent school, which is a private Christian school in Nashville. And it was a transgender shooter. Not that that really matters, but it was targeted towards. It matters in the White House's response to it. Yes. Yes, it does. I'll let you finish, and then we can get into that, because, oh my gosh. Like... Obviously, our hearts go out to the family. I know people hate saying saying thoughts and prayers nowadays, but, you know, we're raised that prayer is power. So prayer is power, and obviously our hearts go out to those families. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, The funny part is the White House's response to this. I think you and I we were sitting in a coffee shop on campus, and I looked down at my phone. This is like three days afterwards, and I don't know if anyone else saw this, but this is some of the funniest thing. This is probably the funniest thing I've seen in a while. I looked down. I think it was technically okay. Technically, it was Trans Visibility Day, which, like, hear me out. I don't care about Pride Month. Have your parades. It just makes downtown Salem super crowded however like I just want to go to my favorite bookstore and I'm like walking by and there's like a giant woman painted blue but I like why do they get like there's like pride month and then like trans visibility day and then like lesbian history month I'm making these up by this point but they might be real they probably will add them if they and all I'm saying is a beautiful woman of color i truly believe that like it's unfair that they get all these parades and not once has anyone in the entire month of february ever been like allison you deserve a parade as a white woman Mm -hmm. uh i don't get any i mean i get woman history month but as a white person we just don't get a month so there is that (laughs) 
I don't know why I like attacked your was like attacked your moment. I was like, I'm labeling that as a microaggression. <laughs> okay, Transvisibility Day. The White House puts out this whole, I wish I had this, I need to like bring it up or something. The White House puts up this like whole thing on what they're doing to help the, this was posted seven days ago. I believe it was on Transvisibility Day, but I might be wrong. It might've been the day afterwards, but it said, the reads President Biden's actions to strengthen protections for trans people. And then it like goes down the list, but you want to know what number one on the list is, Glista. What? Number one on the list is coordinated interagency action to address the epidemic of violence against trans people. This this is three days, three days after, after the Nashville shooting. And I remember literally sitting there and I'm like, my mouth Which was a targeted attack. Because um, of her past. Okay. I'm sitting there. My mouth is like jaw on the floor. Mm-hmm. Calista looks up and I, I just turn my phone. And, and can we talk about this random Samantha that they posted about? That, that? was odd. And thank you for standing up for the LGBT community and especially trans youth. Who is Samantha? Who is she texting? <laughs> oh the Olaf clip. <laughs> Excuse me? Olaf the snowman. He's like singing the song. I think it's in Frozen 2. And he's like going through. He's like, Anna, Elsa, Sven, Kristoff, Samantha. Who's Samantha? I don't know Samantha. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Trump's indictment. Close stuff. I'll be real honest with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. When Trump was president, Allison... I was a supporter of him. I thought he was a fantastic president. I thought he yeah. was really for, good for the country at the time it was. I really wish he had been elected over Biden, but sadly that did not happen. Um, how I feel about him coming into this next race, I honestly have no idea. I would agree. But the every single piece of Trump news in the past like two months. I have not physically brought myself to care about. And this is at the top of the list of things I do not care about. So I know nothing about this. I honestly tuned it out. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I tuned it out. The funny thing is I did like an entire essay on this too. And I still don't remember anything about it. I didn't even write an essay on it. I just tuned it out. So, but it had to do with, it was done through the Manhattan District Attorney's Office to. So the whole thing was an investigation related to a payment that Trump's lawyers had made to the sex worker Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election. Okay. Daniels had agreed to keep his silence in. Back in 2006, because... Um, Was it Cheater, Cheater, Pumpkin Eater? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, yes. Essentially. Well, the man who made comments about grabbing women yeah. is a Cheater, Cheater, Pumpkin Eater? Mm-hmm. That's shocking. Mm-hmm. And I think it ended today with somehow Trump ended up with a bunch of money. But then again, I tuned out the whole story, so. Thank you. Okay, 
also like <laughs> I am never I've never been one who's like we should take all the money from the billionaires I'm not a socialist but also he's a billionaire he's like 17 on the billionaires yes. um I don't care if Trump loses or gains money like at all and like also each quick, quick question and I probably should know this too um he can still continue running for a candidacy, right? Because he was not technically convicted of anything. I believe so. Okay. Because I believe, did they just settle it out of court or did he actually? Um... He pleaded not guilty. Okay. So that it came to a close today? Yes. All right. I obviously, in the court of law, he is currently innocent. Yeah. Do I believe that? No. No. <laughs> paid off, dude. I mean, okay, so <laughs> this is kind of funny that this came out like right afterwards. So there is um uh there is a documentary on Netflix called Pepsi Where's My Jet, where Calissa and I just randomly started watching during spring break. And one of the guys in it is Trump's former lawyer, the lawyer that was accused of paying off Stormy Daniels. And then this story dropped like a week later. And we were both like, I recognize that guy. <laughs> in the way that, and all I'm saying is like, if they if they wanted to win that case, they should have just showed footage of him mm-hmm. in there because, oh my gosh, is he so 100% probably guilty of this? Yes. But obviously the Manhattan District Court or whatever it went through, um, decided that he was innocent. So I guess Trump now can still continue running for president. All right. Well, that I have like, we have one more piece of news for the week. And this is also from last week because I did all my research for this last week. But that's because I want to make sure that we're keeping an eye on this case. This comes from the UK, our our friends across the pond. Thank you. I was looking for something to say, and you really helped me out there. It was really a bum set spike. <laughs> um, so, Harry Styles, um, Elton John, Elton John's husband? Elton John is gay, right? I am not sure. Elton John's husband. I'm 100% sure he's gay. Elton John's husband. And then some, like, other famous British people. I don't know. I, did I say Harry Styles? <laughs> you did. Oh my God. I, I was like <laughs> thinking about that in my head and I was like, did I not? I don't know if she told me who was in this case. No, 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 because I did say it like a million times because I complained. Okay, I met Prince Harry. Okay, Prince Harry, Elton John, and Elton John's husband, and like several other like notable famous British, like, celebrities are suing the Mirror Group newspapers, but, like, for continuity's sake, um, the specific news source that everyone is, like, talking about is the Daily Mail, so we're just gonna say that they're suing the Daily Mail, because that's kind of what the British press is bringing up. They're suing them based on what they believe to be breached privacy to learn celebrity gossip, which is including, um, 
bugging phone calls, placing listening devices in homes and cars, and breaking and entering onto private property between 1993 and 2018. I've heard like three other dates around then. I've heard like 1996 to 2016, and then like 1992 to 2018, but all within that range. Um, and then an article from The Guardian said that like the allegations of illegal behavior include phone mail inter interception, the tap line of the tap line. <laughs> The tapping of landline telephones, the blogging of private medical records by pretending to be an individual in question, and even commissioning breaking and entering into a private property. So last week, there was like a four-day preliminary hearing that a preliminary hearing is like a hearing that they do to see if there is enough evidence for it to actually go to trial. And so they did a four-day preliminary hearing and they did not actually get a ruling, but the ruling should go come in in the next couple of weeks. But it was actually like pretty notable because like, okay, as we know, Harry and Meghan left the royal family and they actually, like Harry, I don't know if Meghan did, Harry flew back to go to like actually um, testify at the trial. Elton John showed up. So it was a pretty hot trial. Yeah. If you guys want to start a GoFundMe for Calissa and I to go to England and go watch this trial, we can go stand outside. Um, I would love that. We can go check out. We could do some sightseeing and yeah. go check out a trial. And I would have to get a passport, but that's besides the point. I have a funny story about that. <laughs> well, dude, I have a quick funny story about that. I was flying back in December for, spring, for Christmas break. And um, the real ID was supposed to be, it's coming into effect. So guys, make sure you're getting real IDs. And I just have my driver's license. And so my mom gave me my passport so I didn't have to get my real ID. But I have two passports. I have one from when I was like eight and we went to Mexico. And then um, I have one from my sophomore year of high school because my other one had expired for when we went to Puerto Rico. My mom gave me the wrong passport. <laughs> Whoops. I had my driver's license, so it's fine because the real ID just got pushed another year. Again. Again. But, but at what point? At what point did we just give up on it? Because it's like thirty-five dollars to change it, or something, and something like that. And then you have to have a bunch of like documents. Because my parents were gonna do it; we were gonna all do it together. And then we were like, "There's yeah. a lot of work." And then it got pushed, and we're like, "Well, just getting your passport at this point." And also, um, like thirty-five dollars—that's like two dozen eggs at this point. <laughs> I mean, yes. And so I like show the guy, and he goes. That's the TSA, dude. And it's early. It's spring. It's Christmas break. I think it was a last-minute decision for me to go back to Christmas. No. Okay. I was like, you have to leave campus. We're pushing this forward. It was actually Thanksgiving break. <laughs> so it was like a last-minute decision. So my dad got me a 4 a.m. flight. So my flight left at 4 a.m., which means I was at the airport at 3. <laughs> and no, thank you. My very nice friend drove me to the airport and I showed it to him and the guy just looks at me super unamused and he goes, are you a six-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, 
Oh crap, this is the wrong one. That happened to me with my ID. I got an ID when I went to San Diego when I was eight because we weren't sure like the flying rules what I needed. Mm -hmm. Technically I didn't need it, but we me and my sister got better safe than sorry. And when I flew to Denver when I was like 15, my Mm -hmm. mom handed me my ID, but Mm -hmm. it was expired. Mm -hmm. I wasn't 15, it was in 2015. Mm But it was expired, and I didn't realize until I got to the airport, and they're like, you do realize this is expired. But, like, I was under the age that I Mm -hmm. needed it, so it was fine. But, yeah, similar thing happened to me. It was not 4 a.m., though. I was tired. He was tired. (laughs) I came home that day. I'm like, Mom, you almost, like, I almost couldn't fly because of you. You gave me the wrong passport. So... At some point, I do need to get my real passport from my dad because I still have the passport. I still have that passport like on me. I don't know why. Like it's not currently on me. It's in like a box underneath my bed, but still. So if anyone wants to still Allison's identity, we do know now where her expired passport is. I would like to mention, I wrote in my notes how I was just going to complain about Prince Harry's memoir, but we ended up talking about passports. So <laughs> I will complain about that as we get when we'll probably cover the trial a little bit as it goes along and just keep kind of giving updates on it. On to our main topic of the week, which we are going to be talking about transgender, specifically transgender women versus biological women in the battle of femininity because well, well we're both women we're both women we're biological women uh, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> it is 12:30 a.m. and not come here to be insulted <laughs> You kicked off the podcast already. Already, we're forty three minutes in, and you're you're out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even. I like. I don't even know what to say now. You really took the words out of my mouth by that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What I wrote. (laughs) It's the transgender comment. It really just. I took you out of commission for the night. Yep. Okay. One of the most controversial topics surrounding the news in the past couple months has been trans women seeming to steal opportunities and recognition away from biological or what we should be calling real women. Um, That's why we're actually titling this segment, Transgenders versus Biological Women, the battle for femininity, because that's exactly what's going on. What makes us special and unique as women is getting stolen away by people who take estrogen, put on skirts, and call themselves a girl without truly understanding our struggles. But before we get too much into our opinions on the matter, on the matter, we're just going like, to talk about a few examples and kind of also give our opinions on those. But like, just kind of get a, a grasp on what we're talking about. So... Um, we're going to talk about last year, which I remember when this came out. This was kind of funny. Um, USA's, USA, as in not USA, as in USA, the news source. Yes. Women of the Year 
was Rachel Levine. Admiral Rachel Levine has the honor of being the highest ranking openly trans official standing as the Assistant Secretary of Health at the time of receiving her award. Um, she was 2022's um, USA Woman of the Year. Um, there's some like quotes in her. She said that she, this was what I found funny. Oh. Her like entire premise of like everything that she stands on is like women empowerment and like being like change makers. Um, and like her whole thing is like she's concerned about the challenges women and girls face related to body image. <laughs> Um, another quote from her is we need to be welcoming and celebratory for all women of all aspects of all sizes and shapes and we have to work toward that compassion for all women and not put such an emphasis on fitness appearance I think we need to work as a culture in the United States but also globally to be more compassionate and more accepting of girls and I'm going to try that again because I don't think anyone will. No matter what their size is shaped. I just can't. I just think it's so funny. I can't explain why. And we've lost ours. <laughs> it's always the transgenders are the ones who are like, guys, we got to be accepting of all women. We got to all of all their sizes and shape because, you know. Because we all... We're, we're different, and you have to accept. Us. You have to, I mean, it, but they're like, guys, we're feminists. We are taking their awards, but it's fine. It's, it's completely fine. Which leads me to our present day award, which this one Calista informed me about, <laughs> and um, Alba Rueda was presented with the international 2023 International Women of Courage Award by. Queen and Vice Queen of Hell, Jill Biden and Kamala Harris. I feel like if you've heard about this, you've probably seen the video, which I think we should also link below because, <laughs> Calista, would you like to tell them your favorite part of this video? Yes. If you watch the people in the background, the women mm -hmm. in the background, the actual women, mm -hmm. their faces are looks of disgust. It's priceless. They were should have won the award, mm -hmm. but it was instead given to a transgender woman. If you don't know who Alba Rueda is, which nobody truly does. No. Um, she is Argentina's special envoy for sexual orientation and gender identity in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Makes sense. Does it? Because that was just words to me. I literally have no idea what that means. The Special Envoy for Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Which I think is just a made-up term with a bunch of words. They were like, ooh, let me look through the dictionary and find some words that would be great. It kind of hit like the, it was like a tagging system to make sure it got a lot of likes. <laughs> <laughs> keyword. Keyword, if I search this, it should pop up. On to... She's been a girl for just over a year, which she asked to be called a girl because she didn't get to experience girlhood. 
Ugh. which <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> that can be like the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> People were joking about like identifying as a different age and like this to me feels like she's basically like yeah I want to be called a girl because I didn't experience girlhood so basically can you just pretend I'm younger than I actually am. And there's people in the comments defending her. Yes. I even saw a TikTok today, and there are people, like, duetting and defending her. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of Dylan's recent videos have proven the point of, uh, like, wanting to be a child. Dylan feeds off of the support from social media. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, when you start Days of Girlhood videos, too. Put yourself, put yourself out there. No one knew before mm-hmm. who you were. Dylan stated, sometimes I feel like I'm drowning. I never expected to be an influencer. That was not a dream of mine. Can you do it in the voice? <laughs> um, I can do I have. I had to watch her whole, like, Ulta Beauty campaign. I watched, like, 30 minutes of it, and I can do the voice now. Okay. You had to do the let me just say, like, you know, like, where you, like, bring your hands up and they're like this, they're up there, yeah. and she has her hair on a little red bow, she goes, sometimes I feel like I'm drowning. I never expected to be an influencer. That was not a dream of mine. I've been working really hard on this. Are you proud of me? <laughs> I would like you to put that on your resume. <laughs> can you put, I can impersonate Dylan Colby on resume. <laughs> <laughs> Under useless knowledge. Useless knowledge. Useless, useless skills. I have a lot of useless skills, and I would say that's... I used to have, like, a really good Kylie Jenner impression, and, like, that that one topped it. <laughs> Dylan recently celebrated 365 days of being a girl, which, in case you didn't know, that's a year. But I just want to point out, like, we don't have first birthday party shows like she had a full-on celebration with a musical do we don't have musicals for our children's first birthdays like unless you're like a kardashian yeah but like the average person Mm -hmm. doesn't have a full-on musical that they star in as the main person. The average person also doesn't get a letter from Kamala Harris congratulating them on their first year of being a girl. Not yes. a woman. Not a woman. A girl. a girl. But at what point does she declare herself a woman? Like in 18 years is she going to pop back up and be like, I'm a woman guys. Yeah, I, that's what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, in that letter she also continued congratulating him mm-hmm. on, or her on her LGBTQIA plus activism. She praises Dylan for being courageous. Do you know who is actually courageous? I don't know. Who are actually courageous? The men and women who fight for our country. (laughs) I would say the children who are transitioning at eight. I think that's so courageous. I would have to disagree. Are you Um, sure? Are you sure being pumpful hormones and Estrogen at eight years old is is it courageous? Um, no, I don't. I don't. It's just a good example of great parenting skills. Yes, Mm -hmm. great parenting skills. And then 
Dylan's newest way to gain some attention is his partnership with Bud Light. But Bud Light has not posted anything on their social media yet, but Dylan's posted videos on his. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on with that. And now we have Leah Thomas. So Leah Thomas swam for the University of Pennsylvania. Does she currently swim for there? I am not sure because I, yeah. I'm not sure if she still does. Okay. Or if she's been told she can't, or if she just quit because mm. of all of the backlash from, you know, actual women. Mm -hmm. But that's just some extra information. <laughs> so when Leah was a guy, they were finishing 40. 40? 40. <laughs> Which I was in. Four, That's an upgrade. <laughs> four hundred and six, finishing in four hundred and sixty seconds. They were finishing in four hundred and. Uh, no, nope, I tried to help you. I didn't. Let's try that again. Four hundred and sixty. They were four hundred and sixty seconds. Yes, they were bad. They were bad. <laughs> yeah. So she, she went from finishing. In 400. You're really driving back in time. In the high 400s. In the high 400s. There we go. And when she transitioned, she went to finishing number one. Well, mind you, she did not transition. No. She just no, called herself a girl. She just called herself a girl. I mean, not to put a label on it, but I have to say, if you're going to transition, like, she didn't commit to it. No. She just grew out her hair. But this is what she said in a recent interview where ESPN, it was on the first day of Women's History Month. Mm -hmm. Or no, it was just in March, mm -hmm. which is Women's History Month. They decided to interview her as a great woman. Wait, this sports. year? Mm-hmm. But all this backlash came from like last year. Yes, but they were. So they did it this year, this knowing year. all the backlash. Yes. That's ridiculous. They did it to honor a great woman in sport. They must have taken their cues from the White House. I think they did. Mm -hmm. She goes, people will say, oh, she just transitioned so she would have an advantage so she could win. I transitioned to be happy. And then she says that in like a man voice. I actually don't know what Leah Thomas sounds like. But like, in the high 400s and then you went to first place and you're saying you only transitioned to be happy? I've seen many a picture of Leah Thomas. No, I've seen many one picture. I've seen well, one, one picture one of Leah picture. Thomas. It's the, same picture. Times. it's the same picture that we've all seen. Does she not look 6'7"? She looks very tall. She looks so tall. Very tall. I did have to look up her height because mm -hmm. I did think she was mm -hmm. six. Six. Mm -hmm. She's six foot one. That is so short. Like, six, <laughs> as someone who's a foot shorter than that, but that is so short in comparison to what I actually thought she looked like. So I really think someone's out to get her with these pictures because she looks so much taller than she actually is. And anyone over six foot, whether they're a woman or a man, like any competition, if you're over six foot, you're going to have an advantage over somebody who's under six foot. 
I'm a bad example because I can't swim. I can swim. I just choose not to. Right. Um, I'm just saying in any any everyday if thing. If you were to compete, you were a swimmer. You're yes. like 5'7". Yes. Did I get that right? Around there. Okay, you're like 5'7". If you were to get in and you saw, like, an, if it was all girls and you got in and you saw another girl who was like 6'6", six, six, you'd yeah. be like, oh, well, she's winning. Exactly. Yeah. And even not in swimming, like any sport, the taller person is probably going to have the advantage unless you have to duck down. If you're doing limbo, limbo? Limbo? Yeah. There you go. That, that's the only time a short person has advantage when it comes to sports. Calissa, you and I are going to have a limbo contest. I'm going to absolutely be laughing you. <laughs> but, like, I care about the people that they're competing against, specifically not on in not just on the court or in the pool, in the pool. but in the locker room. Exactly. Riley Gaines, who um, swam against her and I believe tied with her for fifth mm-hmm. at something. It was something big. Yeah. That's where all the pictures are from. And they're sitting there and tied with her for fifth. Well, was is has been like super outspoken about it. She's part of the um, she's part of the people who are kind of lobbying to get the right like it passed, I believe, in Pennsylvania to yes. prevent um, biological men from competing in women's sports um and she's been super outspoken about how they're letting them change in these locker rooms and not telling the girls beforehand Mm -hmm. and they're not consenting to it and it's like making them uncomfortable like obviously Mm -hmm. i would also be uncomfortable. i would also be uncomfortable yeah like you're not expecting that i mean imagine going to a gym just you're going to work out and there's just a guy mm-hmm. changing in the women's locker room mm-hmm. as you're also changing in the women's locker room because you are a woman. And I'm like not calling Leah a predator. Like, I don't think that's fair to call for that because, like, I don't think she, I've never, I haven't heard any accusations from anyone saying mm-hmm. that, but like, it's still uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know if that means that they should be changing in the men's locker room because I, I honestly don't know, but yeah. like I just don't think that it's something the girls should be told about beforehand and have the right to consent to. Mm-hmm. And it's also something that like it shouldn't be happening in general. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess like that's kind of at least my primary concern. Like one of my primary concerns is like uh, honestly just like about the general safety of women that are competing against these people, especially the ones who are like actively transitioning and taking hormones and estrogen and steroids. Mm-hmm. And it's like giving them an advantage. Like an example is this wrestler from Texas. That's not true. Well, this is a different one, but there was a wrestler from Texas who was female to male who wasn't allowed to compete with the males. And so they wanted to, and I'm noting that they wanted to compete with males, um, wasn't allowed to compete with males. And so they put them back in the female, um, like, category, which is insane that they're forcing all these people who are turning from men to women into the women's category. But the one person, I'm not saying this one person, but the one person who wants to be female to male is kept in the women's category. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, Beating the crap out of these poor girls. They had a male to female transgender person playing on the team. So a biological male. And they spiked the ball and hit a girl. And she fell to the court and 
got a concussion. I believe she may have had some more long-term effects, but she's like, okay. But still, like, it could have been worse. Like, you are falling onto a hard court, and if all she did was spike the ball. It wasn't even like she ran up and pushed her, like, in a contact sport. Which, like, we are aware that as volleyball players, you are always aware. They are always there. They know that they will probably get the ball spiked into their face, and they could get introduced from it. But the yeah. chances are more than likely that they would not have been hit as hard. As hard to the point where mm-hmm. they did have to postpone games because they were worried about the other players after the incident. Awesome, does But that's because Allison is a child. Allison <laughs> has a very unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> she also laughs and she does the wrong words at times that should not. <laughs> Choice of words matters. Um, it's like it's just a, it's like about equality, like. It's, it's like we're supposed to be like uplifting these like like women apparently are supposed to be like super oppressed mm-hmm. like um even though we are like two totally unqualified infants mm-hmm. i like i like wonder what some possible solutions could be i mean like i personally don't necessarily agree with transgender people in general mm-hmm. But I think if we're so desperate for getting them into the sports, why don't we add their own category? Just like we have men and women's sports. So then they're racing against their own Mm -hmm. and not against biological women. And you know why they're not doing it is because they're insisting that it's like huge part of the population when they're like less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Like if you did this, they all would just kind of be competing against themselves. It'd be like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what the world athletics did was like a great example of something that um, it's like a step in the right direction. I agree which is they banned um, transgender women from competing in female sports, not just transgender women, on both sides. They banned people who are transgender with like a certain level of, I believe, um, it's like a certain level of steroids in our system, right? It says that World Athletics has banned transgender women from competing in the female category at international event. The government body's president, Lord Coe, is he actually a lord or is that just his name? I don't know. But, yeah. Sorry, that took me by surprise. (laughs) Said no transgender athlete who has gone through male puberty would be permitted to compete in female world ranking competitions from March 31st. So that was just put into action about a week ago. I don't know. Like, there's so much backlash over it. And, like, I just need someone to explain to me why. Yes. um, Kind of, like, rear out the, like, second half of this topic. If... (sighs) We gotta talk about the Ulta cam Ulta. Uh, okay, Ulta, one of the biggest culprits of when it comes to like equality and empowerment of women in parentheses. Um, we get to talk about Calissa's favorite person in the world. My Dylan, absolute favorite. Dylan Mulvaney. She's back, guys. 
um, who is the apparent ambassador for womenhood. And she was on Ulta's um, The Beauty of Podcast. Now, you confuse me about what this podcast is about. It's a whole, okay, The Beauty of Podcast is hosted by a man. And I thought it was a podcast just from womanhood. And I was like, why is it hosted by a man? It's not. It's The Beauty of dot, dot, dot. So it's The Beauty of something, something, something. I don't care. Apparently, this man's like a huge makeup guy. That's fine. I I'm I literally could not care for men men do the makeup or less. What the odd part about this is that the episode that she was on was called The Beauty of Girlhood. Again, that girl. Girlhood. Where she oh. talks about the whole beauty of girl. I didn't even think about that part. Girl and <laughs> I watched about 30 minutes of this podcast. Um, during this time, Calista was next to me researching and had a mental breakdown. And I think it was just staring at Dylan Delaney's like ghostly body for, she is so light. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She looks transparent. Mm-hmm. I really think they went in and lightened her skin, not just reconstructed her face. <laughs> you know, they got done with surgery <laughs> and then they just kind of took her and they like, Dumped her in a thing of like Clorox bleach and then like later, you know, dried her off with a towel and laid her back out. Yeah. And then she, she woke up and they're like, oh, we didn't do anything other than your reconstruction. I watched like 30 minutes of this podcast and she talked about how she wants to be an actress, which I think she just got cast in something, right? I think maybe. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, would you like me to do my impression again? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Now auditioning for my female characters, I'm like, oh my God. I actually can like relate to this person in ways that I've never fully enjoyed. I can never see myself as playing these like kind of young boy characters. You cannot laugh, it messes me up. <laughs> I now know that I can amuse. I I didn't tell Calista I could do this impression before we started the podcast. No, she didn't. She's like, by the way, let me show you my new skill, which is a very useless skill. And it's a useless skill. It's serving to entertain you. I didn't write the quote out because at this point I was tuning out, and Calista was. Spiraling beside me. I, but I maybe walked away, showed up my computer, and said, I'll be back. Don't call themselves a future mom. I, I like, don't even have words. It just, uh, People might not agree, but I can be a mom one day, and I dream of being a mom, and I'm like, but you can't. I want to just know, like, they're so adamant about fitting in, but then they request that we call them trans women. If you want to be, if you want to fit in, why aren't we calling you a woman? Or the ones that they call a woman, they also say that, or they're on the complete end of the spectrum where they insist that they are a woman and they're now like officially a woman and they shouldn't never have to bring up that they were like that they were a man like I know um this was talked about like probably a little over maybe a little under a year ago um there's kind of a clip that went around about 
um, someone who said that they like t- never told the people they were sleeping with that they used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, no, 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 no. If you're gonna, if I'm gonna start dating you, I need to know that first. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing that Dylan brought up in one of his interviews. He was like, yeah, I don't think we should have to tell. We're all the same. No, we're not. We're not. We were made differently. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, closing thoughts on this entire matter? Just, can we... Can you go back to women's sports, being women's sports? But I'm just like, in general, like even college sports. And now it's like, well, there's the one incident I know for sure in the high school with the volleyball player, but like, when is it gonna come into the high schools and the middle schools? Like, this is going to hurt kids just because of biological differences and it's like, well, it already has. Like, we just heard about the wrestling thing. Like, uh-huh. it's taken so long for, like, women to break into the threshold of doing wrestling. And I think there's tons of phenomenal women wrestlers out there. And I think that they deserve, deserve a completely, un, like, a completely league of their own. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I can see where it can be kind of disheartening for them having to compete against men when they should be competing against other women. Not saying that I don't think that female wrestlers could beat a man. But I'm just I mean, saying. I've sparred against men, and it's definitely a little bit harder than sparring against women. I think I know this. Uh, Calista did. You're a black belt. I am a black belt. In American Shireen Kamutsu. Not quite. American Shirenji Kempo. I was essentially there. That was the closest attempt, other I, than the one you did actually get the first word. I know, but the then you day. messed me up because I forgot what I said. <laughs> well, yeah, like, just in general, like, any sport. Mm-hmm. And now comes my favorite part of the episode. Yes. This is not my favorite part of the episode. I do generally enjoy talking about it, even if it makes me mad. But um, we are talking about what's happening in pop culture this week. Honestly, wasn't a lot in pop culture that was worth noting. Okay, I was gonna do on the Gwen Paltrow thing, and then it resolved itself. And I was like, everyone's talking about this; no one's gonna care. (laughs) And then I was just gonna complain about Goop for like twenty minutes, and then I remembered that I don't want to complain about Goop and or Gwen Paltrow. And then we talked, and then this kind of this subject kind of made more sense with like what we're talking about, and. It's, um, yeah, it also takes place in Tennessee. It does. And we are talking about, I don't listen to country, by the way. I I was born in Texas, do not listen to country. I pretty much only listen to country, so. I Actually, I've branched out recently. Can I get you, to what? Hold on a second, sorry, that (laughs) threw me off. I have to listen to all sorts of things now. You listen to, she goes, I listen to country rock now. <laughs> country pop. No. As Roland refers to, sad, sad boy country. Yeah, I mean, no, I listen to pop and other genres. But I can't it's real just, other genres right now. 
Um, I listen to essentially everything but country. It's funny because you and one of our other best friends only listens to country. And then my boyfriend's favorite band is the Rascal Flats. And he also only listens to country. But we're talking about Kelsey. Is it Ballerini or Ballerina? Ballerini. Ballerini. Um, and I believe this happened like a couple days ago. It was at the CMT Awards, which was Sunday night, I believe. And she performed on stage with um, four like very famous drag queens, at least two of them are like super, super famous drag queens. Um, all of them are on um, um, RuPaul's Drag Race. And it was kind of supposed to be in support of the LGBTQIA plus community. This was in response to the ban, the recent ban in Tennessee of all drag shows, not just kids drag shows, right? I think it was, I think it was just kids. Are you sure? Because I remember hearing it was all drag shows. No, it's only to ban in front of minors. I've yes. been lied to. I mean, of course I've been lied to because it's a media, but I've been lied to. Um, so this is kind of a hot topic in the, um, in the news right now, especially regarding like the drag community, because there's been so many appearances in like the last year and a half of, because um, it's been going on in a while, but it's mm -hmm. recently been picking up steam because there's been more and more of it and there's been more of a focus on it. Like uh, these kid targeted drag shows, whether it's like they did like library where like drag queens would come and read the kids. Like I just overall disagree with it. Yeah. Especially towards kids. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. There should not be at any point a kid attending a drag show. 100%. Nina West was on season 11 of Drag um, RuPaul's Drag Race, which is my favorite season of Drag Race. And she was one of my favorite queens on that season. And then after, kind of in the re past season, she like, she was the one who was on like Sesame Street and stuff. And then she's been a really big advocate for like drag targeted towards kid and uh, kids. And I just like, what are we doing? Like, okay, drag already gets a bad rap. And then you're just making it worse by targeting it towards kids when like, it's just, it doesn't make any, the connection doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, I also don't think it's fair on Kelsey Ballerina, like that she got kind of lumped in with the Nashville shooting yeah. stuff just because it took place in Tennessee and it had to do with the Tennessee billing because everyone's saying it was, I guess, both of us kind of heard that it was regarding the trans shooter and it wasn't. It's it's a completely different thing. Yeah. And I just don't think it was fair for people to push it on her. And then like she's not the only country artist that has mm. said things this week. Or within the couple, last couple weeks, because Mary Morris came out and was like, "Arrest me!" I think she was like, "Arrest me, Tennessee!" Because I took my two-year-old son to drag. I introduced him, and so like, it's just overall, they're all like, "Let's take our kids to drag shows." As we conclude this topic, we kind of want to like conclude this episode. We're coming to the end. I thought we could do like. I don't know. I remember in middle school, not middle school, but high school, um, in weirdly my environmental literature class, we wrote a um, essay and it was on like, this is what it means to be. So it's kind of like the, the beauty of thing with um, 
absolute best person. Ulta, what the queen herself. Let you call herself Miss Hollywood. Miss Hollywood herself. Yes. <laughs> Calista just gave like the biggest eye roll I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we talk and so like I like we could do like this is what it means to be not a girl, not only a girl, but also a woman, because there's like a difference between them. Like, like for example, like when I think of like this is what it means to be a woman, it means I always, I always tell, I always tell my boyfriend in this, but we're always in a little bit of pain all the time. <laughs> we are. But like I think of like okay, like the. I understand the men deal with this too, but like what they keep talking about and keep throwing in our faces, the body standard issues. Like that's something every girl has to go through. And like, I know I've had my fair share or like understanding, like kind of like your purpose and your place in this world. And like the barrier between like, like finding your own meaning of what modern feminism is and not just what's thrown in your face. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it means to be a woman. Like, not just doing what social media tells mm-hmm. you to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, understanding that, like, I feel like there's a lot, like, it's understanding that, like, there's there's equal amounts of strength of being, of having the, um, the goal of being a mother and, like, a stay-at-home mother, but also being a mother who works and also not wanting to be a mother. Like, there's equal goals in that mm-hmm. and like I just think that like there's so much of that that like they could talk about and when they talk about like the strength of a woman and they're just talking about these people who don't understand like everything that we go through as women like as individuals and I just think that like it's like making a mockery mm-hmm. being a woman's not about like following what everyone else says it's- mm-hmm. We're not we're not sheep that mm-hmm. just blindly follow each other. Like mm-hmm. you set your own path. Mm-hmm. It's your own journey. Mm-hmm. And especially as women, we do let social media and what other people say influence how we are and like what we believe and what we do. Mm. So I think overall, just like we are very much followers and just step up and be leaders. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what womanhood is. Yes. Hey, Callista. Yes. What are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to be talking about the double standard in Hollywood and media when it comes to Christianity and Catholicism and why Hollywood hates Christians. Um, For now, um, check out our Instagram, which is IDWTAP, as in T-A-P underscore podcast. Um, you can also check out my personal Instagram, which is Allie.joy173. Yeah, and then my political Instagram account is close to J1776. So that's C-A-L-I-S-T-A-J-Y-1776. She posts some really cool content on there and she talks about some really interesting things and close is super funny. So you should check <laughs> her out. Did you say I thank you? <laughs> I said, well, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I thank you too. <laughs> I thank you too, Costa. We really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. All right, we'll see you next week.